Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello, Nikki. Hi, Laura. How are you? I'm doing really well. How are you? Good, thanks. Good. Were you were you on the call for? No, no. You just got in, right? Oh yeah, only about a minute. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Now I was here. I just had. I always mute my my phone if I'm you know typing or something, so you don't have all that in the recording. <laughs> <laughs> so, where are you right now? Are you home now? Yeah, I'm at home. In my bedroom, lock the door, have the fan on, and um, yeah, I leave tomorrow morning at five in the morning to go to. Oh, okay, good. And how are you feeling right now? I feel pretty good. Um, yeah, I'm. I don't know. Like, I guess I have probably a lot of anger. You okay. Um, yes. Yeah. Because, like, I even find, like, with my little grandson, like, the last week, I've been getting really short with him, and it doesn't take much, and I'm just irritated, and I'm like, oh, man, I hate it that I'm doing this, because he's such a sweetheart, and he's like this little angel boy, and he's not doing anything wrong. And Are you tapping, let's start tapping through the points, as you tell me. So you're quite irritable, it sounds like. Sorry? 
You, it sounds like you're, you, so you start tapping through the points as you tell me, okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and what I was saying, can you hear me okay? Yeah. Okay. What I was saying is that it sounds like you're, like, you've been really irritable. Irritable, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. very. Um, because um, I've had them for a month, and start, my husband has been working for the last four days, um, 12 hour shifts. Oh, wow. So I haven't had any, like, breaks. Um, yeah. And not that he's a hard kid or anything, I'm just not used to having a little one around. And I feel like, I always feel like I have so much that I need to do, but I never really feel productive. I'm busy, but I'm not, it's not moving me. It doesn't feel like it's moving me forward. I'm not really focused. I don't have a set schedule and, um, I kind of feel like I'm spinning my wheel all the time, like a hamster on a wheel. And I've been actually like that for probably two decades. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That is about being really, well, right now, and and I think that a lot of the things, I know what was the focus for for today, and I think that it would be really huge to address it, and I'll tell you why. Because I think one of the things that I have noticed, including with myself, that if if I'm experiencing a lot of anger, that is is actually even on a daily basis, it sabotages my energy. Mm-hmm. Because I, I may be trying, you know, I'm, I'm curious if this happens to you that you're really wanting to move forward and you're really wanting to be in a better place. Yep. But the thing is that if there's any part of you that feels like you being successful might be letting somebody off the hook, and I can, you want me to explain what I mean by that? Yeah, I don't know why I'm feeling really sad right now. Okay, so is there anyone, so this is, I want you to, for a second, okay, this is where we're going to start, Okay. I want you to close your eyes. You can start tapping if you want, or you can just tap in your, you know, in one point, whatever your favorite point might be. Okay. Take a breath and close your eyes. And imagine that you are doing something that is so fabulous. What you are doing it's impacting the world and contributing in such a wonderful way that Oprah decides decides to interview you. And I want you to see yourself in that TV screen being interviewed. And as you see that, it's almost like you're being, you know, you're you're splitting because you're being interviewed, but you are you are in, a, in another, in not different rooms. You're able to see people that are, you know, all over the world seeing you. And there's some people that are very close and there are people that have been in your life since you were a young child. It doesn't matter if they're dead or alive. They're still there watching. And there may be some people that, that say, she. She's famous and happy. I didn't do anything wrong to her. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't hurt her in any way. See, that's proof. Mm-hmm. It's proof her being successful and happy. It's proof that I have done nothing at all, nothing wrong. Who are those people? 
my mom, she would take it as it was her doing. By that she, you are succeeding because of her. She would totally feel like she was responsible for my success. Oh, my God. She's a narcissist. So, definitely. Okay. And how about your sister? Yeah, my sister would be probably, I couldn't see her thinking that she wouldn't didn't do anything wrong. I think that she would be just furious and jealous. Because mm. um, she doesn't feel any responsibility at all. Yeah. For, like, she th- always thinks it's everybody else. Yeah. She would just be, like, she would just be pissed off, and she probably wouldn't even go. Yeah. She takes no responsibility for anything she's done. Mm-mm. Not unless it's good. And she reinvents yeah. history. Mm, of course. Yeah. Yeah. To her, her convenience. Yeah. Because um, even like when her son went missing, um, she didn't even post it so that it could spread around so people could look for him. And he was on a missing child on the news and everything. Oh, my God, really? Yeah, and she never even said a thing and um, because he's a crack addict. Mm. didn't want anyone to know, you know, that yeah. she's essentially responsible for his addiction because of the way yeah. that she, she raised him and treated him. Wow. Yeah. It's really powerful, right? Can you hear me, Nikki? I just heard you say that is really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. The piece, the piece that is really that can be impacting you in a major way, is that you may have a vow that is completely subconscious, but this vow says something like this: I will never, I will never ever want you to think or believe that you didn't do anything wrong to me. And I'm going to continue to show that in some way I am broken. Mm. Yeah, there's a few. So there, I feel that with my mother, and each one of them is different. Um, my mother, um, and then, of course, my sister. And I do feel it also not as much as I have, not even close. But a part of me always held back being doing anything in my life like somehow I should be suffering because I gave up my baby. Mm, yes. and I deserve, you know, because like I was listening to Tony Robbins the other night in his movie I am not your guru. And yeah. I love him and I love his work and he he was like never ever ever give up. And I hate that st- statement so much yeah. because every time I hear it it reminds me that I gave up. And I think of myself as someone who gave up. And if I could give up my own child, you know, then I don't really deserve to have success and happiness because I gave Mm. up my own flesh and blood. And that's what my sister said to me, too. She's like, you gave away your own flesh and blood. 
and she had an abortion. Wow. <laughs> she had an abortion of twins. Oh, my And God. I'm like, you're judging me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I remember I said, you know, I just found out this one time that girl, people who have surrendered their children for adoption suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder. And she said, oh, so do people who have abortions. And I'm like, even if that's true, she just totally will take away anything that I say. You know, yeah. like you can't even have one second of empathy or thought towards, I can't, from her towards me. It's always about her. Yeah. It's completely unfair and it makes you extremely hurt a lot, doesn't it? Is that you're, it sounds like you're in touch with the sadness of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. How about, you know, it's interesting that you didn't mention your stepfather. <laughs> well, I saw him there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, because I do remember um, when I was quite a bit older, I had invested in real estate. Just to, I had, I think, two houses at that time, and I asked my stepdad if he would like to do an investment with me, and I found a really good rental property, and it, the um, the numbers were really good. And you know, did he have thirty thousand that he could put into it? And he's like, no, no, I don't have the money, da-da-da. And then I was trying to talk to him about the, you know, feeling like I had been successful. And he acted like I was, didn't even talk, like I wasn't even there. He just looked at me and just walked away. Wow. And I'm like, what the fuck, you know? And it reminded me, actually, I didn't realize this until now, are you there? Yes, oh, I'm here. Oh, okay, I'm here. sorry. I, I was hearing a beeping, so I wasn't sure. No, um, no, no, that wasn't me. It reminded me of um, his father, my step-grandfather, is uh, one of the guys who molested me when I was a little girl. And, oh, man. So, like, when I was about eight or nine, I think I was about eight, I went to say goodnight to him, my grandpa. He's the only grandpa. You're, you're, you're tapping, right? You're I'm tapping. tapping. Yeah. Good, good. And I go to give him a kiss goodnight, and he stuck his tongue in my mouth. Oh, my God. Whoa. So that was the initiation of the abuse. That's how it started. And I remember jumping back and just being kind of like, what? I don't understand what's, what happened. And he had this weird look in his eye, and he had really weird eyes. One of his eyes was, like, dead. Uh, he was yeah. in a war, and I think something sh- shot off on the one side of his head and, like, beside him, and it somehow killed the eye or whatever so it was like shriveling up eye and in the beginning wow. it would just like look kind of you never knew which eye was looking at you so it always was a little creepy wow. and then later on so he molested me I don't know over how many years whenever we'd go there until I hit puberty until I was 11 it stopped because now I was I had as soon as I got hair he didn't want to have anything to do with me that way mm, interesting mm-hmm and then uh, when I became pregnant, he said, because my little sister told me, look, so I had surrendered Caitlin. This was like basically the day after she was gone. So she's like one day old. Like, no, she was four because I kept her for three days. And so she was four days old. 
and my sister, who's six years younger than me, so I was 17, so she was 11, she said, Grandpa said, you deserve to um, be have all this pain because you should have kept your legs shut. And you I should have kept your, your what shut? Legs. Wow. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, he's the one who started this whole thing. Oh, my God. You know? And I'm like, I was just absolutely devastated. I felt so vulnerable, so raw, and and so many levels, too, because my other grandfather, who never abused me, this is my biological grandfather on my mother's side, he always adored me. And then when I got pregnant, I was coming up the stairs, and he was reading the paper, and as soon as he saw me, he put the paper in front of his face. Wow, like so I was, like, ashamed or embarrassed. Yes, ashamed. I would actually, he could hurt me so bad with something <laughs> so small like that. I yeah. remember I cried so hard, I was, like, hyperventilating. Yeah. Because yeah. his opinion of me mattered so much. Yeah. But with my step-grandfather, the one who said that, the one who abused me, when I was about... Mm, it was later, after I had surrendered Caitlin. I was still 17. Uh, he had come down to visit, and I went up, and I'm like, Hi, Grandpa, and I ran up to him, and he just looked at me. He never wow. never put his arm out to me. He acted as if I was vermin. And then, so when my dad did that years later, and I'm in my 20s, I'm already married, like I'm in my late 20s, you know, I have two pieces of real estate already, and I'm asking him if he'd like to do this joint venture thing with me. And he basically kind of looked at me the same way with this mm-hmm. silent, weird look. And then he proceeded to give my sister $167,000, his biological wow. daughter, for nothing, for absolutely nothing. Wow. It's so painful and so unfair, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, it's total bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so the reason that all of this is coming up, Nikki, that is it is so powerful is because in order for you to move forward, you need to release all of these. If this is not healed and you still see all of those voices that were completely extremely painful, your grandfather both grandfathers in completely different ways your sister, your stepfather, your mom, all of those voices, even though they were painful and completely unfair, there's a part of you that has internalized them. And sometimes you beat yourself up telling yourself that you cannot be successful because of what you have done. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. What is the most present in this moment as you tap in your gratitude point with me? Whether you to close your eyes and notice. I know that is your grandson in the house or is he? Yeah, my daughter is watching him in the living room. So okay. Yeah. Yeah, but we won't be. We can grunt and we can. Yeah. You know, oh, put yeah. a lot of internal energy. We cannot actually yell. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So are you experiencing sadness, disbelief, anger? What is present right now? Like all of it, like frustration, anger, sadness, disgust, um, unfairness, 
like just an annoyance yeah. that it just keeps hanging around and that I can't just move forward. I feel like I'm always held back by losers yeah. who never mm. saw my worth. You know, I'm always held back by losers who what? Never saw my worth. Mm, yes. And no matter how hard I tried or tried to prove it, they would never, ever admit it and never, ever give me any recognition. Even when I would come home with awards, you know, not one word would be said. I just felt like I didn't matter unless they could use me for something. And what conclusion did you reach, that little girl? That being a girl sucks. Mm-hmm. That we are used and abused and not worth anything unless we're cleaning or being basically domestic help or used for sex. But only if you look a certain way, too, because my mom was fucking obsessed with thinness. Mm. She would okay. always point out that I wasn't her ideal of what a body should look like. Yeah. Okay. There were very strict, very, very strict like expectations of what you needed to be and who you needed to be and what you needed to look like especially. And how you behave and and how much happiness you're allowed and what your tone is supposed to be and everything. My dad, my stepdad, and I I called him dad because I didn't know anybody else and I never met my dad until I was older. Um, He, because we were in the church, right? And they were very, very serious about how respectful the kids were. And they had to obey their parents. And but Gary, my stepdad, would use physical force. So he would, like, he'd be all quiet about it. And he'd put his arm around you, but then he'd squeeze the back of my neck so hard, or the back of my arm, you know, like just because he had these like sausage hands. He was a, you know, a drummer, and he had really strong hands. And I, it would, I'd squeal sometimes. It would hurt so much. I'd have bruises. Yeah. And this was in church because he didn't want anyone to know. You know, and he's like, and what would you, what would you be doing? Oh, just having fun, or you know, being a normal teenager. It was more when I became a teenager that he really started to despise me because I started to rebel his authority. You know, I started yeah. to have fun, and I started to not. I started to pull away, like most teenagers do, yeah, from their parents, and wanted to go off and. Know, would laugh occasionally. How dare I? Exactly. Yes. Fun. Yeah. Are you? Are you? What? That's wrong with you. Mhm. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. <sighs> okay. Take a deep breath, and we're gonna start tapping together in the karate chop point. Okay. Okay. And if there's any so. There's so there's so many memories. I think that it would be 
what, which of the, all these memories that you share with me right now would be the most powerful that affected you more in your power, like wounded you more in your power? Was it, the, you know, the time with your grandfather? What was the earliest and the worst? Um, I keep having this, I, just, I haven't even said this, <laughs> and this seems so like it shouldn't even matter, but I remember really wanting, I loved sports, so every year I would play baseball, and when I got older, I think I was about 14, I really wanted to play, and I asked my mom, and she said I had to ask my dad for the money, because my dad always had the money, because he worked, and she didn't. And she was extremely resentful for it. She always was like, your dad has all the control. And, you know, she'd just be all just resentful and venomous about him having the money. And so she's like, you go ask your father. And, of course, he's in the garage drinking like he always was. And I went in there, and he gave me that look that basically says, I fucking hate you. What do you want? You're taking up my valuable time. And I literally begged him for $20. And so I I remember feeling just so small, like just, like it's 20 fucking dollars. I knew then it wasn't that much money, but I also knew I didn't have it, and he did. And in order to to get into the sport that I wanted to get into and to do something that made me feel good, that nobody ever came to watch, that I needed to do this. So it's kind of like, not that I felt like a prostitute at the time, but like, mm-hmm. like that, you yeah. know, and, that, and around money, it was always like that. Like one time I went to Expo 86 and he gave me $50, or $75, $75. And he put it in my bra, mm. you know, like stuff like that. It, it like tucked it right in there. And I'm like, in 1986 was Expo 86 and I was born in 72. So I was 14. And I came back with $50, and I thought he would be so proud of me. And I was like, oh, I'm going to show my dad that I didn't spend all the money and look at how good I was with it. And and I came home, and I still had the 50 and he's like, and he just took it. He didn't say anything. I thought I was pissed wow. off at myself for even – I wish I, I would have just him. him. You know? Yeah. So yeah. Like the inter the interconnection between money and groveling and worthlessness and sex, sexuality, mm, um, yeah. you know, it's it's uh, intertwined. Yeah, yeah. So no wonder you have a hard time making your own money. Yeah, yeah. I always have. And I've always um, made very little and um, because I have major authorities with a uh, problem with authority as well, that I don't like being employed, <laughs> having somebody yeah. above me telling yeah. me what to do because I was so controlled as a kid, I just can't do it. Yeah. So it's it's a really it's frustrating because I actually really like having a purpose and I like having something to focus my energy on. Yeah. That feels valuable and worthwhile. Yeah, and so you, you like working, and you do, you you know, there's there's a lot that you're doing. Right now, I think that, okay, so looking back, 
Let, let's actually do this together and let's see if, if, these, if your subconscious invites us to a special place. Okay? okay. Yeah. So taking a deep breath and start to tap in your gratitude point. Even though I'm so enraged by these people. Even though I'm so enraged by these people. I cannot believe the things that my father and mother and grandparents did to me. I cannot believe the things that Gary did to me, that Malcolm did to me, and that my mother did to me and let happen to me. Yeah. I cannot even believe my sister. I can't even believe my sister. And her manipulating ways. And her manipulating violent ways. I feel disgusted by all of them. I feel disgusted by all of them. And I am sick and tired and tired of having to spend so much energy even thinking about them of having to spend so much energy even thinking about them I just wish that they could just disappear from my life I wish that they could just disappear from my life with all the consequences that they have left with all the consequences that they have left because my body is still carrying some of them because my body is still carrying a lot of it and I'm just so enraged and furious by it. And I am so enraged and furious by it. By now, I should just be done. By now, I should just be done. I really want to move forward. I really want to move forward. And it's enraged, and I, and I even get furious with myself. <laughs> I, I totally get furious with myself for not being more. Yes. That I'm still addressing these things. Enough already. Yes, that I'm still addressing this fucking shit. Enough already. Uh, I should just get it together. I should just get my shit together. Yeah. It was that easy. Yes. Okay, take a deep breath. I honor the little girl that was so wounded. I honor the little girl that was so wounded. And I truly admire the woman that I have become. And I truly admire the woman that I have become. I have a really good marriage. I have a really good marriage. And I have really wonderful children. And I have really wonderful children. And I'm constantly wanting to improve myself and my life. And I'm constantly wanting to improve myself and my life. I really honor that I'm not another loser on this planet. I really honor that I'm not a loser? <laughs> yes, that I'm not, yeah, I'm not That's another true. loser. I'm not a fucking loser. I'm not. Exactly, you're not. The no. only thing is, is I don't make money. I don't make enough money. Not make well, me feel but, like a loser. Right. But not like them. You're not hurting no. anybody, right? No. Yeah. You have you have really like you you know okay, it's even I have an even better word. I truly honor that I'm not an asshole. <laughs> I truly honor that I am not an asshole. And I really admire myself for all the growth that I have had. And I really admire myself for all the growth that I have had. Even though sometimes I'm sick and tired of all this. Even though sometimes I am sick and tired of all this. 
And I just wish that I got it all together. And I just wish that I could get it all together. So I can make money and move forward. Yeah, so that I could make money and move forward, make more than my husband. Yeah. Not because it's a competition, but so I can let him let go of his job and stop complaining. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. He's so Take tired. Take a deep breath. Yeah. I, I, want, I truly love and accept who I am today. I truly love and accept who I am today. With kindness and compassion. With kindness and compassion. I've been through the point. I'm still sick and tired. I'm still sick and tired. All those assholes that did so much to me. All those assholes that did so much to me. And there were so many. And there were so many. It's kind of actually crazy. Yes. Exactly. It's almost unbelievable. It truly is. <laughs> it truly is. It's not like most people have one or two, but I got a whole gang. Yeah, I did have a whole gang. And and they're still around. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst of it. Still full of bullshit. <laughs> Some they of them. To, yeah, they continue to be total assholes. They are total assholes. Life is not fair. <sighs> My childhood was not fair. Yeah. I am actually furious and outraged of what they did to me. I am furious and outraged of what they did to me. And what is present right now? Because I I don't feel so much your anger. There's other emotions present, right? Well, um, when I, I was thinking about something specific, Sometimes yeah. I think that'll help when what they did to me, and I just whatever the mind does, what it does, and I just pictured myself laying on the floor naked while my mother is spanking me because my freaking room was not up to her standard of cleanliness. And yeah. it just makes me so fucking mad that they always had to humiliate us sexually too. Like yeah. it's bullshit. Yeah. Like first you got to be. Aggressive and violent, and then you also have to humiliate the person sexually by making them naked or stuffing things into their bras or grabbing their underwear or being inappropriate with your touch. Like, fuck. Yes. And how old were you as you see that, as you see that, that image of you on the floor? How old is that little Probably girl? like... God, it's so hard to know. I'm thinking I'm somewhere between 9 and 13. Okay. So it started when you were 9, you think? Oh, the the spankings were always there. We always got spanked, my sister and I. Yeah. But the fact that you were naked on the floor, you think it started oh, around there? Oh, the nakedness. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. But that's what you... I remember that one specifically, yeah. I remember being vividly aware that this was super wrong. And I hated her. So you were were roughly, if you close your eyes and see that, how old do you think you are? I think I was like 13. Oh, so you were, oh wow. So that is very powerful because it's a very sexual age. Everything starts. Yeah. 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 Okay. So this is what we're doing, Nikki. 
Okay, as you keep on tapping, can yeah. you get as clear an image as possible if you allow your mind to paint you the picture of that 13-year-old naked on the floor and dad is spank- and mom is spanking her? Can you see her? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. Just keep on tapping, and I want you to notice that something is changing in this scene, okay? Something is really changing. So I want you to invite someone. either you, So you are there. I want you to notice that you as a grown woman are, are going to show up in that scene. Your husband is going to come in, and there's other people that truly love you. It could be some your guides or angels. It could be anyone that, you know, who would you like to be there that will really protect you and love you? Who else is there? My grandma would not have allowed that to happen. Okay, so grandma is there too. Can you see yourself and your husband there? Mm-hmm. Okay, and this is what's happening. Are you are you okay? Did you get really emotional? Yeah. Yeah, yes. Just keep on tapping. It's okay. You don't have to even say a word, but I just once in a while give me a, you know, a yes, but you can just follow what I'm saying, okay? Okay. Because something is going to happen. Mom notices that grandma is there. You are there as an adult, so she's like, what the heck? She stops. The minute that she stops, you, as an adult, are instantly getting your yourself dressed. So you, you know that thirteen year old is dressed and is behind you, is holding is holding your hand, and you shrink, Mama. Mom becomes like two feet tall, maybe even one feet tall. Can you see that? Yeah. Yeah. Why would either young Nikki? Nicolene, or you, or anybody else, I want you to just have it with her. What would you like to tell her? What would you like to do with her? I want you to just go to town and do and say anything that you want to her. This is in your imagination, and you're free to do to her anything you want. I want you to, as much as you want, scream at her, kick her, hit her, crush her, anything you want. Is that what's happening? Mm-hmm. Good. Yes. And if, you know, maybe your stepfather comes in, would you like your stepfather to come in and also shrink and he gets a beating too? After I'm done with my mother. Okay. Okay. Let me know when you're done. Take your time.
I have to put the phone down because there's so much in here. Good, good. That's totally fine. Just okay. I'm just gonna put it down and I'll grab it when I'm. Yeah, and, I, and as much as possible, Nikki. It's okay if you start tapping. I want you to use your your arms and legs and just kick and kick and punch. Just let okay. uh, let that that energy move. Okay. Okay. And you okay. can grunt. You don't have to yell because I don't want you to scare anybody. But grunt. Okay. Yes. Okay. Be back in a second. Sure, take your time. Okay. How are you feeling? Uh, that that was a lot of energy. Yes, yes. Oh, I can't believe how much rage. Holy shit. Yeah. Are you sure you're fully done? Because you need to just, you know, it's like, are you exhausted physically? or is Oh, I think that it's just like a wave of it came through, and now I'm on a little dip, but I don't know if I'm done. Okay. Because I got a little bit tired. Yeah, good. Okay. So take a deep breath. It feels really good. Yes. So, so I, I'm going to invite you to do these. I know this is, is very, very draining, mm-hmm. but it's extremely powerful. And I want you to do at least, at least, if you, you know, if you're committed to your growth, I, I, and I can explain to you to a T why I'm going to ask you to say to do these. I want you to do what you just did at least three times a week, at mm-hmm. least. Mm-hmm. If you could do it every day, because that took, you know what, that took less than five minutes. Yeah, and um, with this, with my mother or with everybody that I, like, pick a different person each time or just pick my mom? Pick, pick I would say pick your mom until you see her and you just, like, she's either dead or she's just, like, absolutely has no impact on you. Okay, cool. Okay, so I want you to go back to that scene because we're not totally done. Mm-hmm. As you take a breath, tell me what do you see. Well, she's this little one-foot thing, and I'm there, and my grandma's there, and Darcy's there, and my 13-year-old self is there behind me kind of bewildered and 
And these, so this this mom that is in front of you, is your internalized mom. And let me tell you what that means. It's not the mom that is living somewhere or, or that did that to you. It's the mom that lives within you, and you have the power, if you choose to, to have her shift. Mm-hmm. So. I want you to tell her, if you haven't, which I'm guessing you may have, I want you to tell her you will never, ever do that again to me. <laughs> I, yes, I did say that many times. Good. Yeah. And how is, how is it, how does she, is, how is she responding? Is she cowarding? Is she, what is going on? Um, I just see her as this, like, blob of energy. I don't really actually see her face. Like, it's, hmm. Yeah, I'm not seeing her as a person, really. I okay. Don't know how to explain it? Okay. But, yeah, no, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, because I'm feeling it really, really powerfully, and I don't give a shit what she thinks or feels. It's not okay. about her anymore. Yeah. This is my healing, and I don't care how she feels about it. Okay. But she didn't yeah. give a shit about what I was feeling when she was letting all this happen to me and bringing all of these things into my world. Yeah. Yeah. Because she did not protect you. Not only she didn't protect you, she hurt you over and yeah. over. She didn't just witness things and let things happen. She also took the handle. Yeah. And hurt. And and when that, when she was doing that to me, my sister was lying beside me naked. We were both getting spanked at the same time. Yeah. What is it that you would like to tell? Is, as, after you said you're never going to do this again, is there anything that you really, like, would you like to say something to her? As you, I, I don't know if you're talking or not, but I'm going to invite you to talk. Mm-hmm. Is there any part of you that wants to tell her, that is definitely, you know, I, I don't understand you. Being a mother means that you are, I needed you to protect me. Yeah, I actually feel like my mother is one of the weakest people that I have ever known and the most pathetic, useless excuse for a woman that I have ever met and that's why I tried so hard to be nothing like her and I made that decision very young, like eight or nine thinking I am never going to be like you and of course that doesn't happen and I hear her coming out my mouth and da 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 and all that shit right? Yeah. But she would just follow. She was like, she could not live without a man. And then she would bring these idiots into her life. And basically, their word was law. You, as a girl, would be the servant. And you would clean and you would cook. And you would be quiet. And the boys could go out and play. And the men would finish eating and go into the living room and drink and laugh, and you would be stuck with all the dishes. And you should just suck it up. And just this is just the way that it is. And she would say she wished she had only boys, and if my sister had been a boy, that my biological dad would have stayed. All these lies. Wow, wow. So, yeah. She wished she was a boy. She's just so fucked up so fucked up and so unaware and so unconscious that she just projected all of her shit onto me, especially because I was the oldest and I was basically her only friend. She made me into a friend 
I remember even in grade six, she left. She said, I'm leaving, and I don't think I'm ever going to come back. And that's what she says to me before I go to school. I'm thinking, holy shit, I'm going to be left with Gary? And I'm the oldest of all these kids, and you're not coming back? That was the worst day at school. Where was she going? What was what was going on? Like she wanted to kill herself? I just think she was going to leave Gary. And she's, but she says this to me in grade six. I'm 11. What am I supposed to do with that? Like, oh my God, you know, like the whole world is on my shoulders now. Going to school. Yeah. I don't know if my mom's going to be there when I get back, and I'm going to be left with this man who hates me. What's going to happen to me? Like, I actually felt like I could die. So, Nikki, just for a second, close your eyes. See yourself at school or wherever you are at that age, 11, when your mom just told you that, and you're just completely freaking out. You're just, like, so scared. Can you see yourself? Mm-hmm. Okay. I want you as a grown woman that you are right now to get in front of her. Let me know when you're there. And I want you to say, I am you, I am you all grown up, McLean, and I am here to help you. How does she respond? I'm grateful. She's so scared. She feels so alone. Okay. Does she believe that you are her all grown up? Is that okay? Yes. Okay, wonderful. I want you to, you can say this out loud or in your mind, however you prefer. I want you to tell her what, exactly what happened. That mom did come back, but she doesn't know. And she's still within you, and there's this part of you that is completely freaking out. So go ahead and tell her that mom did come back, right? Yeah, she was there. When, when you come home from school, she's there. Yeah. You don't need to worry anymore, and I'm going to be here to protect you from now on. How is she doing? Good because I'm saying, you know, I know she's weak and I know she doesn't do much good, but she is also the only mom you have. So that's pretty yeah. scary. But I'm here now and I will not desert you. Yeah. So I want you to, uh, there's something that I'm going to ask you to do, and I wonder if you're okay with these. Before you promise anything to her, I really want to make sure that you could do these, okay? Because okay. I know you're going on vacation. But you're going to see family, and what happens is that all of those versions of yourself, all of those memories and scenes that you remember that were really painful, all of those little girls are living within you. And what happens is that when, when these all started, your nervous system went on to survival, feeling, knowing that things were unfair, you filled your system, flooded your system with rage, like a deep rage. See, a child 
to whom that is treated unfairly, that is abused, knows in their core, in her core, in, in Nicolene's case, that there's something profoundly unfair and unjust which fills her out with rage. Yes. And that does two things. On the one hand, it allows her to survive because rage is an incredible fuel. On the other hand, now as an adult, if that old rage, what it does is that you're constantly in a hypervigilant and a defensive position of taking very good care of this little girl that is still freaked out inside of you because at any moment something bad could happen and you need to be alert. I know, and I hate that so much. Yeah. It's exhausting. Yeah, it's exhausting. You're absolutely right, Nikki. You're absolutely right. So I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you something that I think it's really, really gonna empower you. I want you to feel empowered. As a as a mom and as a woman, as a grown woman today, do you feel able to protect that child? Yes. If any of the things that happen, your grandfather sticking his tongue, your stepfather kicking, you know, putting that money in your in your bra, your mom, anything at all, do you feel like you can go and say, "Excuse me, you're not doing that ever again"? Yes. Okay. You can sure. So I'm going to give you a magic wand, and what I want you to do is notice every time that 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 you feel irritated, enraged, sad, hurt, any of those emotions, ashamed, embarrassed, guilty, any of those emotions, at any point that you feel that, I want you to know, and this is for a fact, that any version of that, of Nicolene, is almost like tugging at your skirt and saying, I need your help, I'm really scared, can you help me? And when you, and would you be okay just no matter where you are, unless it's a total emergency, but no matter where you are, could you just take two minutes to yourself? Now that you're traveling, this is going to be crucial. You can go to the bathroom. You can go to in the car. You can excuse yourself and take literally two minutes, okay? And I want you to close your eyes, visualize that little girl, Nicolene, and just tell her, I am here. I totally understand. I love you, and I'm, you're no longer alone. Oh, that's amazing. I am here to protect you, and that is no longer going to happen. Could you do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Literally, like one, you could even do that in one minute. Just imagine seeing her come down to her level, give her a hug or hold her hand and say, I love you. I am here to protect you. You're no longer alone. And that is going to, what it's going to do, and in a scientific way, is going to slowly but surely release the tension and the fear in your nervous system. Mm, that would be incredible. Okay. <sighs> so I want you to look at Nicolene again and tell her that 
you're not going to leave her alone. And any time that she needs you, she can call you and you'll be there. Can you make that promise to her? Yeah. Okay. So basically, anytime I'm feeling anxiety or anger or rage or... Any, any, look, the primary feelings are five, and one of them is feeling happy or glad. The other four are sad, fear, shame, or anger. Okay. If you you feel any emotion that is upsetting, uncomfortable, I want you to notice that it's hurt tugging at you, and you just need to just close your eyes and say, I'm right here. I understand that you're scared, and I'm here to protect you. Wow. That's really cool because that's going to create a lot of awareness in me too. Yes. And a lot of compassion for yourself because what happens is that when I started doing that, see, what happens with us, I have a similar nervous system, Nikki, so I know exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) I really do. So it's like... The nervous system goes into this hyper-vigilant vigilant place that is so draining and it literally doesn't allow us to do much because it's like we're, we're literally kind of scattered. Our energy is kind of scattered because we have to, it's like, you know, you become like a hundred and, you know, a hundred and eighty antenna, three hundred and sixty antenna, constantly, constantly, right? Oh, absolutely. But it's very, very hard vigilant. to focus. It's very hard to focus and concentrate when you have an antenna on top of your head going 360, constantly rotating and letting you know what could be going wrong. Well, I actually feel often, and I did for so long, scared to even leave my house. Of course. And just even going and getting groceries stresses the shit out of me. And my husband doesn't understand it. He thinks I'm being lazy, which is how I do it. And for me, it's more like, well, all those people will be there. Yes, yes. And I'm so sick of living like that. And you know what, Nikki? This is going to start truly shifting it. And I'm so, so happy that you're willing to do it because it's it's slowly, but you have had a very, very trained and very well-trained nervous system that has been extremely vigilant because you know what, girl? You needed to survive. Yeah. You just... And the thing is that that nervous system is stuck in survival. Yeah. So what we need to tell that nervous system is like, I am here, Nikki. I am here. Nothing will ever happen to you like that ever again. Never again. That would just, you know, it's like I'm reparenting myself. Yes, exactly. And the other one with um, doing the three times a week or every day, um, what I find the time for, with tapping on my mom and expressing all of that. Um, yes. Do I, after um, it's run its course in that one session, do I um, do any positive stuff after, or is it just releasing and not worry about? Um, I would I would say it's very very important to just release and release and release. And if okay. at any point you feel like putting some some positive, it's okay. But at this point, I think it's about cleaning the house, letting it all out. Because when because when you feel like you're done with your mom, believe me, your stepfather would be in line, and then your grandfather. <laughs> yeah, and my other sister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you you have plenty of people. <laughs> 
So don't worry about positives right now. Okay, good. Because <laughs> that would just feel like too much anyway. Yeah, yeah. I think that it's very, you know, you have two huge tasks ahead of you. And just like, you know, at least, you know, be be the most important at this time is to be gentle and caring. And at any point that you feel upset, anxious, afraid, anything, just close your eyes and you have to say three things. I love you. I will protect you. You're no longer alone. Okay? Oh, this is this is really, really huge. This is very, very important because this, believe it or not, is the beginning of you moving forward. I do believe it. I really not do. Being, not being held back. Yeah, because even though I've done... You know, the three months of intense work once a week. This, yeah. You know, there's still more. Yeah. It's amazing. It's and truly I get, amazing. Oh, yeah, and I get scared, too, that, you know, I only have, I think after this, is six left, and I'm like, oh, shit, you know. But there's no more money left, and what if it's not all done, and then I'm still sitting there in limbo and not making money, and, and I'm, I know I'm looking into the future, and I'm... Not here. It's okay. It's okay. This is, so this is okay. Practice. Practice right this second. Close your eyes because there's that little girl in front, inside of you that is freaking out again. Yeah. What if I'm not done? What What is going to happen if I'm left alone and I have no guidance or support? Mm-hmm. So close your eyes again and say, I am here for you. I love you. And I am going to protect you. Here for you. Love you. I'm going to protect Take a deep breath. Allow that to be received. Like I have to like tap a bit to calm myself down. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. get there. Yeah. 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 This is really, really huge. So I think that it's going to be really important that we focus on this until these. If I have to tell you, if you listen to our calls. And you do the you know the work in between, you're gonna get really far. Yeah, our personal one-on-one coaching calls. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And then the other thing, Nikki, that I want to share with you is that we could continue working. You know, it's like after I don't do you know I don't do one single sessions unless it's with people that have worked with me before. Okay. And that is a lot more affordable than having to pay for a whole program up front. Right. Okay. So you know, I'm here for you as long as you need me. Okay. I'm really glad that I was like, well, actually, it was a I'll, my last call with Katana. She's like, um, you need. It's important to make a decision. Either say you're going for it or you're not. Because I was like, oh, I'm not really in the program. I'm not taking part. And then I totally decided to be all in to the coaching one-on-one calls yeah. because I felt intuitively that that's where I needed to focus my energy and that I can go back to the business stuff when it's time and when I, you know, but this stuff seems so in my face right now. Yeah. And I have to tell you, you're not alone in that process. Everybody's feeling similarly. And one of the things that I'm going to do next, you know, we're talking, I think, in two or three weeks, is that I am going to continue, uh, I'm going to offer to continue on a monthly basis for just, a, you know, a, a, whatever, a monthly, uh, a monthly, you know, investment because everybody's going for the same. Six months is a wonderful thing, but it's not enough. 
And I, I experienced that myself. I, I have to tell you that it's been after, it was after a year that my business really started shifting. Because I had, you know, the personal development piece, the, the, the healing needs to happen. Otherwise, we're just being held back by all these fears and everything that is going on. Oh, absolutely. And it's so, real. Yeah, oh my God. Absolutely, of course. So you're not alone, and I think you're absolutely in the right in the right track. And things, you know, things are moving. Even though you may not seem like it, it may not seem like it. Things are really moving. Okay. Thank you so much. You're very, very welcome. I send you big, loving hug to you and Nicolene, mm. and stay connected with her. Okay. 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 Take good care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.